My name is Sean Thomas, and I'm the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were going to do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great, or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts, workouts, you. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Dr. Sean Thomas here, episode 10 of the Be More Today show. We have done 10 episodes. Are you kidding me? Folks, we're still here. We're so excited that you guys are liking the show. We appreciate your emails, all support. It's awesome to continue to do this for you, and we love you guys so much. So episode 10 is here, and my boy is here, the VP of Be More Today, Terrence Farrell. What's up, Terrence? What's going on? What's going on? Man, I heard you had an anniversary this week. Happy anniversary. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It was kind of weird with the whole quarantine situation, but we celebrated nonetheless. Yeah, it, it's it's a crazy time. Everybody's trying to make the best of everything. But um, yeah, congrats to you and, and Veronica. Congrats to you guys on the anniversary. Uh, you guys are... You guys are awesome, and I think you guys are really a, a role model couple for a lot of us young couples. So we really appreciate uh, the love that you share for each other and that you share with the rest of the world. So congrats thanks, to you guys. Man. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, I just wanted to have a moment of silence before we talk about our quotation today for uh, Ahmad Arbery. As the world knows, uh, he was a kid who was gunned down. Um, and we just want to take a, a minute just to have a moment of silence uh, for his family and for his memory. Our quotation for today, crisis doesn't create character, it reveals it by Dennis Leary. You know, Terrence, this world is crazy, man. And, you know, I went for my 2.23 run uh, on Friday. Uh, this is May 8th. I went for my run like the world went for their run. And, you know, any kind of crisis that comes around, people respond differently to it. Uh, it reveals a lot of uh, the characteristics of people, you know, it doesn't really create it, it just reveals it. And you really see pe- people's true colors when things kind of go wrong. Uh, I think about COVID-19 and everything that came with that. And, you know, there've been so many people who have been doing acts of kindness as a result, uh, using this crisis to really come around and, and show compassion, to show unity. You also have people in these crisis times show more racism, show more hatred and bigotry. So, you know, I really appreciate those in the world and if you're listening out there who've been doing the acts of kindness and the compassion, the unity as your character revelation during this time, because it's really a time for us to come together. Uh, from the Ahmaud Arbery stuff that's happening that would happen down south to, you know, everything that happens on a regular basis, it's time for us to unite and, you know, for us to recognize that we are all the same. I don't care what color you are, what your background is, where people, the human race was affected by COVID-19. And it's that thing that should be an equalizer, not a divider. Um, and during this time of, of, of quarantine, there have been so many people who've been doing great things to unify people, in particular in the in- industry of entertainment, uh, from benefit concerts happening, uh, from you've seen people on various social medias doing like Erica Badu versus Jill Scott, uh, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. There have been a lot of people coming together and these things have had billions of views, billions of views um, because everybody's home and they want to be united and these people are using their platform for good. 
DJ Nice, who many of you probably already know, has been having literally parties every every Friday and Saturday and Sunday where people are logging on Instagram and just listening to his shows. And, you know, my wife and I were dancing in the living room at one point in time. We called my mom. We put her on FaceTime. We're dancing with her in the living room because we want to be united. We want to be connected. And it's, it's during these times where uh, artists, uh, actors, everyone is using their platform to really go out there and they should be bringing people together. Um, and, and I really, really appreciate that. Terrence, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm, I'm, see, I'm seeing the same thing too. I have a, a, a little bit of a, uh, bird's eye view cause I'm a, I'm a producer and from the studio, a lot of the artists that would come through the studio, they're doing their own, um, shows from their living room and they're coming together and you know putting things together um as well as they could you know it's it's not on the level of dj nice and all of that but it it still it still uh fills a need that's there so it's real cool to see people come together and like you said it does like the quote says it does show what's inside and um people that have anger it shows you know, they could be at the grocery store and, you know, somebody didn't realize the line started from here and it starts here. And instead of saying, oh, the line starts here, don't worry about it. I know you just, they get all irate. And so it's just, it it's, it's disappointing to see, hmm. but you, I understand it because everybody didn't work on their insides and to everybody, I think now is it, it is never too late to start working on the inner person. You know, start working on the core, your, your faith, what you believe, reading books, uh, meditating, exercising, all of that. Because like you said, or like the quote says, crisis doesn't create character, it reveals it. And that's what that's what this crisis is doing. Yeah, well said, well said. Our guest for today, I, I believe, embodies that. He is someone who has uh, shows during the week where there are thousands of people who are following him and, and getting hype off of his his shows on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube. His name is Kevin Crown. And if you don't know him, the Kevin Crown brand, bred and fed in New York City, brings you an entertaining DJ dripping in talent and offers the ultimate music experience. The natural born club killer is distinct in engaging his audience and keeping them mesmerized while he delivers a genuine yet evocative performance that capsulates a crowd even days later. Kevin Crown has natural skill and flair and prides himself on his aspiration to simply be the best. This allows him to be 100% in sync with any club or event setting, as well as any genre of music. Born on October 27th and at the unseasoned age of 12, Kevin followed in his more seasoned father's footsteps and began learning the basics. By the age of 16, he had his first gig booked, which would lead him to become a world-renowned, highly anticipated and sought-after international DJ, providing an experience like no other in places like Japan, Anguilla, Barbados, Guyana, Mexico, Trinidad, Grenada, St. Vincent, St. Lucia, St. Martin, Haiti, Bermuda, Canada, and all across the USA. Clubs, parties, and events didn't suffice the hunger of his huge personality. And soon, radio station 93.5 FM took notice, making Kevin a regular on live radio with his popular show, Saturday Night Madness. The Kevin Crown brand angerized when Kevin became an official brand ambassador for Fiction Fantasy Nightclub in Kingston, Jamaica. It was there where he entertained many artists and actors, both local and international, as well as sports figures like Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt. Kevin Crown also entertained celebrities like Jamie Foxx when they made things unpredictable and when he set the vibe for the Wayans Brothers. In 2014, the eighth annual Young, Gifted, and Black Entrepreneurial Award was crowned the Kevin Crown DJ for, of the year. And in 2015, the former DJ of the year landed a role in the film Jamaican Mafia and joined the largest DJ crew in New York, the Union Club Killers. Kevin Crown has made guest appearances on other radio shows such as Shade 45, New York's Power 105, Pix 11 Morning Show, Jamaica's Hot 102 FM, and NYC's Hot 97. More recent accolades include a nomination for the Reggae DJ of the Year by Global Spin Awards hosted in February of 2017, a proclamation from each Senator Kevin Parker, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, certificates of recognition from Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, 
and Congresswoman Yvette Clark a citation from Councilman Wame Williams for work as a DJ and was awarded cultural ambassador status of New York for the summer of 2018. Obviously, a man of many talents, Mr. Crown, a.k.a. the Energy Godson, has his hashtag Energy Godson tour this year. He's a fitness enthusiast and a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. He's also performed on stage moves for some of Dancehall's top reggae artists like Elephant Man, Boggle, Brook Up, and Ding Dong. Your audience will not get just a DJ that plays music. The Kevin Crown Experience brings you a brilliant entertainer that exudes energy into the crowd. He's a trendsetter and a showstopper and a rock star image that dares to be exclusive by offering high energy, unique fashion, style, and a comical positive attitude to anything he does. And the Kevin Crown brand always does it big. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the man with the massive plan on the ones and twos, Kevin Crown. Kevin, what's going on? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? You know what it is from you to voice. NBCK, Natural Born Club Killer, Energy Godson, Kevin Crown, in the building. What's up? <laughs> yes, sir. We're, we're so happy to have you on the show with us. Welcome to the Be More Today show. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. I, I know I met you about a year ago, looking through my, yeah. my social media streams, and about a year ago, you were doing therapy with me uh, yeah. at the clinic, and yeah. that's when we met. And you know, I didn't know too much about you, but when you walked into the building, everybody was like, yo, do you know what that is? <laughs> you know who that is? And I was like, I don't, I don't know who that is. And that's Kevin Crown. And I said, oh, wait, Kevin Crown. And then I, yeah. I checked you out and I recognized that, man, you're big time. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I, sometimes I don't take myself too seriously. So, you know, I just try to walk around like, you know, I'm just average Joe. But, um, you know, people always remind me that, yo, I saw you here and you do this. And, you know, sometimes you just got to take it as a blessing that people appreciate all the hard work you've done. So. You know that's uh, it's definitely humbling, but um, I kind of I'm kind of used to it now. Yeah, I hear you. Well, we appreciate that. I appreciate being on the show, and we're we're checking in with everybody to see as our first question for the show. You know, COVID nineteen is clearly here. Uh, you're a DJ who's been out there doing things with people clearly, but that's now being on pause. So, what's your current situation now with COVID nineteen? What's going on with you? Well, I'm more busy now with music than ever. I'm streaming every single day. And, um, you know, I have a morning show on Instagram, uh, just, just actually launched it on YouTube today, but, um, I'm pretty, there's a lot of virtual parties. There's a lot of fundraising going on. I, in the past seven weeks, I've probably had one or two days off. So I'm, I'm, wow. I'm very busy, very busy. Wow. Yes. That is very impressive. So I want to know all about you. I mean, I know about you in terms of your PT and, you know, I helped you with the rehab and I'm glad you're, you're back out there doing stuff. But when did you realize that you wanted to be a DJ? When did that start for you? See, so how this happened, I never wanted to, I, when I first started, I should say, I didn't want to um, be a DJ that was touring the world, you know, that people knew me everywhere I went. I just wanted something to do. You know, I grew up in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn and my mother being a, you know, a, a Caribbean woman, you know, I love her to death. She, um, being from Grenada, you know, she didn't really want me to go outside. I wanted to play basketball and the park was really a block from my house. I could see the park from my house. So I wanted to play basketball, but my mother was like, Kevin, you can't go outside. And I had no brothers and you could only play so much you know, video games and play with your toys so much so you get bored. So my father had a, you know, he had a, you know, little humble setup. And that's kind of where I started my journey, just kind of experimenting with my father's records and my, uh, his, his DJ equipment. And I just developed a real love and passion for it. And I didn't know it was going to take me on this lifelong journey, but I'm happy that my mother told me not to go outside. <laughs> that's awesome. So you mentioned your father in your bio. Where, where's your family from? Grenada. Both my mother and father is uh, from Grenada. My whole family's from Grenada. Okay. And you were born here? I was born here. Yeah. When she, uh, when she, when, when I was conceived, mm. you know, they, they got on a plane and they brought, they, they brought me over. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that was a, that was a blessing too as well. So. How did your dad influence you and mold you in this industry? Um, as I, I just, as he just gave me life lessons. You know, he definitely led by example as far as his work ethic. My dad, 
worked seven days a week up until he retired. Mm. And um, as far as the industry, my dad was never really in the industry. He just did it as like a hobby. Mm-hmm. But he kind of, he opened, he sparked my interest. He sparked my interest. And, you know, in a way, he kind of challenged me to be the best I could because he didn't think that I could make a living doing it. You know, so at a young age, 14, you know, my mother and, and my father, really my father, you know, they were t- really trying to talk me out of taking it so serious because they didn't think I had a real future in it. And, you know, I, um, uh, me being stubborn, I just wanted to um, prove that I could do it. But, I, you know, I still, I still did the schooling. I still did my nine to five. I did the responsible thing. You know, I didn't get much sleep. But, um, you know, a large part of it was just, you know, wanting them to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. but still wanting to, you know, be fair to myself and trying to pursue my passion. Gotcha. So my, my dad wasn't ever in the industry, but he, um, just the life, the way he lived, he lived his life and his work ethic, I definitely carried over into this, this, what I'm doing now. Yeah. So I, I know you're, I mean, you're big in the industry. How'd you, how'd you get here? What was the, the path for you to really get into being a DJ and, and working your way up the ladder to being as big as you are? Oh, so I was DJing from 12 years old. Um, I went to college. I was 16, 16 years old. I, I got into the college radio station in Hunter College. Then we started doing a lot of the college events, me and my boys. You know, we found formed a sound system. Sound system is a collective of DJs, like-minded individuals. We were, you know, we were sound. We were a set uh, group, group of DJs. Uh, it was called King Crown 2010. Now, mm. my, 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 um, my government name is Kevin King. But King Crown has nothing to do with <laughs> my name. It's just a coincidence. One of my friends, he lived in Crown Heights um, on Crown Street. And the next one lived in East Flatbush on King's Highway. And they just put the King with the Crown. King Crown was born. But anyway, you know, we, um, we became uh, a sound system. And, you know, I just climbed the, the ladder. We were doing college parties. And then we started promoting little humble events. You know, we make a little bit of money, but nothing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing you could really sustain a, a, a living on. But um, I never quit. And then at a young age, I got to travel to Japan off of a mixtape that I made. And I think that's when I really saw how big this could be. And, um, you know, slowly but surely, I, you know, I would work, go to school, and then DJ on the weekends. And then the DJing became more you know, it more stable than anything else. And then one day I just quit my nine to five and said, you know, I'm a, I'm going to take a leap of faith. And mm. I never looked back. Mm, mm, mm. And now you're known as the natural born club killer. So yes. what, what is that? Where'd that come from? Natural born club killer. Talk to me about it. All right. So these things come to me that it's like, I guess they call it epiphanies where you just, you know, just pops into your head and then it's just like, Oh my God. That is dope. So I'm watching a movie, Natural Born Killers, you know, Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson and uh, Robert Downey Jr. And I, that movie, that movie's pretty crazy. And I'm like, yo, Natural Born Killers, Natural Born Killers. And then some popped in my head and it said Natural Born Club Killers. When I said that, I saw the old NBC, NBC logo with the peacock. Mm-hmm. Peacock disappeared and it said NBC and then the KK appeared. NBC K, Natural Born Club Killers. And I called one of my good friends and I said, yo, bro, what do you think about Natural Born Club Killers? He's like, yo, that sounds pretty violent, bro. I said, nah, bro. I said, nah, I, 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 I like it. So, you know, I, I did a drop, put it on a couple flyers and then I just started making that a part of my, my introduction. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's your boy. It's your boy. NBCK, Natural Born Club Killers. We kill clubs, resurrect them, and kill them all over again. And the, the, my style of DJing is very energetic. It's very in your face. So the, the, the club killer, it just kind of fit. Um, but it wasn't until I went to a, a, a party, a, a particular party. It was a, a party with Jamie Foxx in, in New Jersey. It was Funkmaster Flex, Cast One, and Kevin Crown. And I remember we drove we drove up to Jersey and my friends were upset because, you know, Funkmaster Flex and Cast One, their names were on the side of the building. Like when you drive in the highway, you could see 
the name on, on, on the building, but they didn't see my name. It's like, yo, why didn't they see your name, bro? That's messed up. But, you know, I didn't really care. I was just happy to get the opportunity. So I remember I did the party. And, you know, when I came on, the party just went to another level. You know, Jamie Foxx was dancing. I even got him to dance to some Caribbean records. And, you know, the, 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 one of the promoters, they said, yo, you know, you, your, your vibe, it was so crazy. Yo, you, you, what you did, you know, was amazing. You don't even know what you did. And I, you know, just something, just the way I play, I didn't, you know, it was nothing deliberate. I didn't have to do anything extra. I just did my vibe, what I normally do. But it was when a dude, he came by, I remember it was like a white corporate dude. He looked real out of place, but he came, he stopped, he saw my, all, all our shirts said natural born club killers. And he looked at it, he said, yo, that's hot. Natural born club killers. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's really good. He walked away. I said, you know what? I'm trademarking this. And I trademarked it to Monday. Um, and I never looked back. And then we just started, you know, putting on our clothes and we used to match it up. Like if you had red and blue Jordans, we had a red and blue club killer shirt to match. If you had red and red and gold, we had a red and blue um, shirt to match. So we started doing shirts. We started doing hoodies. We started doing sweatshirts. It just became like our clothing line. And then we got real visible and, you know, the Club Killers became a real movement for a while. And, uh, you know, everybody was like, yo, the Club Killers, uh, I want to be a Club Killer. And it, it, it became really, really a household name. And that's how it started. Yes, that's, yeah. that's, that's what's up, man. There's, there's yeah. a lot of people that, that, that looked at now. There's a lot of people that, to, that look to have that type of success or that yeah. type of direction or, or, you know, where they can pinpoint and say, this is it. And it, it jumped right. off. Um, a lot of people that come up with good ideas. What's your secret to marketing the Kevin Crown brand? Well, I, one, one thing I, um, you really got to understand, people got to understand, you got to reinvent yourself, especially in this game. This game is all, all about the new, especially in the social media, Instagram world. People's attention spans are very short. And you could be real hot one year, but you can't rely on what you did last year to sustain you to this year. So you always got to reinvent yourself. You always got to be current with your, your imagery. imagery. You got to be always current, um, you know, as a DJ, you got to be current with the, what not just what's going on musically. You got to know what's going on um, in the world, you know, so you can relate to people on what's going on. You can't just have your head in the clouds or have your head in the, in, in the ground. You got you to gotta really know what's going on so you can relate to people. And when you say things, it can relate to what's going on. Because, you know, perfect example, we're all inside in the quarantine. So when you speak to people and you're talking to people and you're doing these virtual parties, you got to say things relative to what's going on now in the quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, for them to be like, yeah, that really makes sense. Um, as far as marketing, you got you to gotta never wait for anybody to push your brand, even if you're talented. And this is something I had to learn. Just because you're talented, nobody's going to put you on a platform to blow you up unless they see that they could make, they could something, they could use you for something that they're going to gain. Is it, It's either promotion or a following for themselves or money. They have to be, you in, in order to, for somebody to, 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 to promote you, they got to be able to use you for something. And when I say use you, I don't mean it as, as, as I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it like utilize you. I mean, like, employ you. I mean, like, like find a, a place for you to fit in their, their grand scheme of things. Because nobody's going to do something you for the kind of, out of the kindness of their heart. Don't think that. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta be visible. People got to want to utilize you. And you got you to gotta market yourself. You got you to gotta take it upon yourself to take pictures. You know, you got to take it upon yourself to have the proper logo. You got to take it upon yourself to have, you know, everything in place. So when the right people call you, everything is already there. You don't want to get a call and say, yo, Kevin, um, they want you to play for Barack Obama tomorrow night. We need a picture. You need to have all these things ready. Mm-hmm. You need to have your electronic press kit ready. You need to have your high resolution images ready. You need to have your logos ready. So if that call comes, everything is all in place. So, um, 
you always got to set up your set up yourself for the next level. I personally do like four photo shoots every year, and I I'm sitting on pictures that I've taken that people have never seen. It was just just in case. So you always got to have something in pocket just in case. That's 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 good info, man. That's real good. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. Now with everything you're doing, uh, touring all over the world, uh, you got two daughters. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Um. What what's what's the most challenging thing? and the most rewarding thing about being a father? The pluses about it is, you know, I get up when I want to get up. I, I, I choose the gigs that I, I, I want to do and the gigs I don't want to do. And, um, you know, it's good that although I'm not around and I'm, sometimes I'm not around for like two to three weeks, the time I'm spending around, you know, I dictate that time with my, my kids. When I'm in the country, I could pick them up from school. You know, I could drop them off. You know, I could spend time with them during the weekends. And then, um, you know, I, I'm there and I get to, I get to teach them so much um, about what's going on because, because I'm, I'm the one in, in charge of my, I'm the one in charge of my schedule. The biggest challenge is, is you know, when you are away, you do miss moments. Like uh, my younger daughter, Kennedy, she just turned three on uh, Tuesday. She's a Cinco de Mayo baby. Um, I, I, I missed her first steps. I saw it on, on, on a cell phone. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Uh, I was in another country. And I, when I was leaving, I was like, yo, this little girl's going to walk soon. This little girl's going to walk soon and I'm going to miss it. And sure enough, I saw her first steps on a cell phone. And that, that hurt me, you know, mm-hmm. that I, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for that and um there are times it'll be like i'll be away for like two and a half weeks three weeks away from my my family and those those times are hard but um you know when i come back you know and i show them what i was doing and then you know i'm able to pass it along my daughter's two years old and every time she she gets a chance she comes in the studio and daddy i want to play music so i think she wants to be a dj as well and my my oldest daughter cadence she's 12 and she, she's a second degree black belt already. You know, I got to teach her. Yeah, I got to teach her when she was when she was like three and a half years old. I got to train her and brought her with me to the dojang. Um, and, you know, after when I did have the nine to five, I used to pick her up and we used to train. And then, you know, I saw her get so good. And then because she's got so good at that type of movement and that type of mind, you know, exercise, her passion is dancing. And she picks up choreography so well because, you know, she had to do those fixed set of movements at a young age. It's easier for her to pick up choreography. So um, it's rewarding to see my daughters pick up where, you know, pick up like dancing. I love to dance, you know, mm-hmm. the music. My, my younger my younger one looks like she's picking up the music and the martial arts. So it's just hard being away, but it's rewarding, you know, seeing that they're, um, you know, they are my children and they, they're taking up after their father. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the video of uh, of yeah. your daughter yeah, right. on the turntables with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and it was, that was a live, and she just woke up and she walked in the studio, so it wasn't planned. You know, I was just on, I was yeah. just mixing on live, and when she came in, and then that, I, I showed her it, and she got it, and she learned. That's why I was so excited. I was like, you guys nice. don't understand. This is her first, first time doing it, and you know, even if the camera was on, that's how exactly how I would have acted. And then after a while, we kind of forgot the camera was on. And then I watched it back. I was like, yo, this is so cool, man. But yeah. Yeah, yeah you would have known. Really I would have never known that was her first time. I thought, you know, you do it over and over. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to put the camera on you. No, that was her first time. That was wow. her first time. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. That was her first time. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, yeah. Kevin, I, you and I spoke a little bit when you were, you know, here with us at the, at the clinic about uh, you're a third degree black belt. Yes. Yes. When did that happen? When did you become a black belt in martial arts? It's Taekwondo, correct? Yeah, yeah Taekwondo. Yes. So uh, I've been training since I'm 14. Um, I trained for maybe like two semesters in high school. And then the program got cut. The mayor cut all the programs. So I couldn't afford it. I wanted to do it from a kid, but my parents, you know, they couldn't afford it. So when I got a chance to take it up in high school, a couple semesters. And then when I, when I got a chance, when I was like 19, 20, I took it for two years. 
And, you know, I was doing great. And uh, I was in a tournament and I dislocated my toe. At that point, I was DJing. I was working. I had my apprenticeship. Um, I was dancing and I was a 20 year old guy. <laughs> you know, I had to give something up. I think it was 22. I had to give something up. So I, I put the Taekwondo on the back burner. And um, 10 years ago, I, I, I got stabbed April 20th. I got stabbed mm-hmm. in my arm. Yeah, this, that's the scar right there. I got stabbed. I got stabbed in my arm, right? It was a, it was a individual. He uh, broke into my truck and stole my DJ equipment. Now, me and my father, we, we don't have any beef, but my father it was a hard worker. He worked seven days a week up until he retired. You know, so we never really got to really hang out like most fathers and sons. We did, but we really didn't. You know, um, I love him to death and him and my mother are still together this day. So there's no kind of static there. It's just what it was. He worked hard to give his kids, you know, a better life than him. So, but we built that set together and somebody stole it. So I really wanted to get it back. And I went about it uh, the diplomatic way. I didn't go about it the street way. I went about it the diplomatic way. And, you know, you know, I don't, I have no regrets. Um, I was in the corridor with the, the guy, you know, and if you're in a building, you have the door that you ring and the door that lets you in. So we were in that small space and it was my good friend, one of my best friends. The guy was in the middle. I, my back was turned to him and something said, Kevin, turn around. Now I had certain training, but you know, I wasn't a black belt yet. And I turned around and I just saw, are we back? Yeah. I just saw him swing at me. So you know, I blocked it. I got a sharp pain in my arm. I was like, yo. And then I looked. He had the biggest kitchen knife. You know, the kitchen knife set. He had the mm-hmm. biggest knife in the set in his hand. And he, 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 it went in my arm. It didn't slice me. It went in. Um, I, I saw red. You know, I, I, I saw red. And I don't know why I did this. Maybe I saw it in a movie. You know, nobody never told me to do this. It's not like they told me to do this in training, but I had a leather jacket on and I took the leather jacket and I wrapped my hand and I tied it and I put it in front of me and then I pushed him into my boy. My boy grabbed him, bear hugged him. And this guy's a crackhead. He's strong. You don't, you don't never want to fight a crackhead when he's, he's, he's high. He's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to go down. Um, all type of things. I don't know why he had all this stuff in his, his pocket. Barber clippers was falling out more drugs, all type of stuff was just falling out of his pocket. He had very deep pockets. And he was speaking in Spanish and he was panicking. I thought, maybe he thought we was going to do something to him. I wasn't, that wasn't my mindset. Um, but, you know, I was, I was kicking at his hand to get the knife out. I found out, I realized, I, I found out later on that I broke two of his fingers. I kicked the knife out of the corridor. Um, we called the ambulance, the ambulance and the police came. And, you know, I felt good that, you know, I got the guy that stole my stuff. You know, he tried to do whatever he did to me and, you know, it didn't work and we disarmed him. But then they sold me up and I was like, yo, doc, yo, um, I can't move my thumb or my hand. This is after the painkillers kicked in. And he's like, oh, you got nerve damage. You have to have surgery tomorrow. If you don't have surgery tomorrow, your nerve is going to die. What? Yeah, you have surgery tomorrow. It's like, all right. Okay. All right. So when... And I had surgery. And I remember that night I was in a hospital. I, I never I didn't leave the hospital. They gave me a room and and, and, and three detectives. And it's, this is like movies type, you know, big guys, suits, like some guys, some some law and order guys came. Three of them came and said, hey, Kevin, um, you know, we saw your record. And this guy, you know, he's a real scumbag. And I'm like, what? He's like, yo, the guy came to me. I never forget this. He came to me, say, yo, you should have took up the knife. And you should have killed him. I was like, what? Whoa. I was like, what? I didn't realize, I didn't realize what he did, what he did to me. What he did, he severed my radial nerve. The radial nerve, you, you, Sean, you know this, um, it moves your thumb and it mm-hmm. opens your hand and, it, and it, it moves right, right. That's your radial nerve. So that was completely severed by my elbow. So um, the doctor put it back. And he had me in a cast, right? The whole the whole month, you know, I'm like, yo, wait, this cast come off. You know, I'm doing, I, after two weeks, I was DJing, but, you know, I had a cast on. So when they took the cast off, I looked at my arm. I couldn't recognize who arm it was. It was small. It couldn't straighten. 
And when they told me move my hand, I couldn't move my hand. And I cried like a baby. I cried, I cried, I cried. And it was, it was, it was one of those sloppy, it was bad. And I was, I was disabled for a year and a half. And I remember every, every, every morning I would try to move my thumb and it wouldn't work. Hi, baby. Hey, what's up? Say hi. Hi. Say hi. Hey. You good? Yes. Daddy be right there, okay? Okay. All right, good. Right? You want to play some music? Yeah. Yes, you want to play music. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't move my thumb. So I remember on my birthday, when, when I'm done, when daddy's done. I moved my thumb on my birthday and I said, it's time. Cause I was feeling weak. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was irritable. I was a grouch. I was, I was, I was disabled. I was on the bench. I said, it's time. And my hand wasn't fully healed. Yes, baby. When daddy's finished, you'll play the music. Okay. Okay. So I, I went to the dojang. That's Korean for dojo. I went to the school, the same school that I started, you know, um, years earlier. And I, I went and I signed up. I was like, you know, I was a student here like eight years ago. He's like, yeah, well, you know, masters are different. Um, it's his brother that's running the school, whatever. I said, I right. got my uniform. They said, what time is class? It's like seven o'clock. I was like, all right, be back. And I went six days a week two classes a day, three hours a day, every day for eight months from that day, every single day. And I I think it was a high blue belt. I got my first black belt eight months later and I started teaching. I started competing. Um, I won. I always placed when I competed. I I won a grand championship a couple of times. Um, I started training my daughter and, you know, uh, maybe 13, 14, maybe 14 black belts test later i'm a third degree actually if this pandemic didn't happen i would have been taking my test for my fourth degree black belt next week mm-hmm. so i'm up I'm, I'm 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 on i'm on radar to be a fourth degree black belt and it it it, it, it probably wouldn't have happened if i didn't get stabbed i probably wouldn't have went back mm. so yeah so now yeah. How, how does how does your fitness coincide with your music now all right so to do to do what i do you got to be got to be fit dj stands on his feet hours and i'm I'm also i also rock the mic i'm also an mc i'm also a hype man so djing and running across that stage that's cardio and i see guys i see guys do it for two minutes and gas out because you got to talk and you know Mm -hmm. my fitness um, besides the image, you know, because it goes along with the image. I, uh, I, I, I think I have the title for being probably the most fit DJ in the world because uh, people people often think I'm a fitness model, but uh, you know I'm not. But um, that go with the brand and you know just the um, the energy it takes to do this. Now I've, I do wild things when I'm in in a DJ. And I crowd surf, I jump in crowds, I jump in the air and do split kicks in the air when I'm DJing. I do all type of um, crazy things and um you know it's just it's just it's just a way of my um unique expression and uh, the fitness is key it 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 it, it's it's actually something that um because of my profession it's something that kind of keeps me on my toes when if you you find yourself slacking you be like yo kev you 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 gotta get you gotta get get in the gym bro you gotta do the show like Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's like Two of them kind of, it's like my yin and my yang. So it uh, it, it works out for me in that aspect. It okay. definitely does. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any time management tips? Um, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta set priorities. You gotta set priorities. Like people set more priorities to TV shows than to their own fitness. Mm. You know, People said, yo, I got to watch this. I binge watch this. I got to watch this. I got to. When's your last time you exercise? Um, I don't have time. What? Mm-hmm. You had time to binge watch this thing, but you couldn't. So I tell people my fitness is, I put it to myself like if I didn't take a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's right here. 
I, it, that's, that's how my fitness is. It's, it's prioritized like that. You, you brush your teeth, you, you, you take a shower, you got to work out. You got to mm-hmm. eat good stuff. You, you know, um, especially now with this, uh, with, with this COVID, the, the, the new world we're living in, because this is a new world we're living in. New world we're living in, you know, health is, is the health and fitness industry is probably going to become, if it's already a billion dollar industry, it's going to be a trillion dollar industry right now, because I truly believe that um, the fittest of the fit, you know, we, we are the ones that are going to survive this, you know, because, um, you know, your immune system, you know, it's the things you eat, but you got to exercise, man. You have to exercise. Yeah. You got to, you got to get, you got to get that cardio up. So, I mean, now, you know, that's a, just another, that's just another incentive. That's just another, um, motive motivation. And then I got my kids, man. I got, I got my kids. I don't want to be one of those old men that my kids got to push around in a wheelchair because when I was young, I didn't, you know, take 45 minutes a day to, um, better myself. So that's another thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's real talk. When we all have kids on the show too. So yeah. just trying to make a better place for them and set examples for them. So I think you're doing right. the right thing, man. And you're right. People Thanks. will spend time on everything, especially now that everybody's home and you know, they're yeah. watching. So they watch already for the third and fourth time. There's so right. many things we do with our time has been watching on, on, on random stuff we've seen already. So, Right, man. Help us well. Help us well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Definitely, man. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more uh, featuring Kevin Crown, the Be More Today show, right after these messages. What's going on, folks? We're back. We're back. Episode number 10. I told you it was going to be a big one. We got Kevin Crown in the building. And Kevin, it's been so great just catching up with you and hearing about all your accolades and how you've been surviving and thriving during this time. Uh, but this yes. is our Be More Today specific segment. And I don't know if you know, but uh, our our brand is, is Be More Today. And we ask okay. everybody who comes on the show what Be More Today means to them. Just the phrase. So what does the phrase when you hear it, Be More Today, what's it mean to you? Um, that, well, that's easy, man. That, that goes along with that's my way of thinking. And my way of thinking is I'm never in competition with anybody. You know, I'm never in direct competition with anybody i'm in competition with who i was yesterday and that's with anything you do you know um if i had a great show today i want to have a better show tomorrow if i did 50 push-ups today i want to do 55 or 52 tomorrow because i know if i did 52 tomorrow that means i can do maybe 60 next week so I think you should always be striving to do better and be better and be more perfect or, or close to perfection because nobody's perfect. We can't be perfect. You know, and I, I, I don't want to be perfect. Perfect is boring. You know, if, if you're perfect, there's nothing to, there's nowhere you've seen it all. You, you know, what, what, what is there, what else is there to do? You know, so, um, you know, striving for perfection um, knowing you will never be perfect is, is, is the goal is that's always, that's always the goal. And it, it, once you're humble, of, humble, humble enough to know that you will never be perfect, but you could just strive for more perfection. Um, I think you will always, you will always be content with doing your best, no matter what your best is. And you won't, you won't be so mad that, you know, somebody maybe did better than you. Um, I think, I think that's, that's, that's the goal. And I think that's something that, you know, I, I, I want to teach my kids and just pretty much every, um, everyone around me, like, listen, we're not in competition, you know, cause sometimes there's people who are in relationships and they're in competition with their, their spouse, you know, like, yeah, oh, oh, you know, you don't want them to make more money than you. You don't want them to be look better than you. You don't want, it's, 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 it's really, it's really a, a bad way of thinking. And even in our community, you know, with so much going on, especially now, we shouldn't be competing with each other. We should be uplifting each other. We should be, um, we should be helping each other. Um, when I went to junior high school, we used to say this every day. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is great. That's what I appreciate. I will do my best. I will toe the line. I will make that knowledge and power mine. We used to say that so much that it stuck in my head. And I started saying it again. 
you know, after an interview I had um, on a magazine. And I really thought about it and I was like, knowledge is power, knowledge is great. That's what I appreciate. I will do my best. I will toe the line. I will make that knowledge and power mine. But once you make it yours, what are you supposed to do with it? And I'm like, yo, you got to, you got to redistribute it. You got to, you got to, you got to, once you get that knowledge, you got to pass it. You can't keep that knowledge. And I think in our community, that's what we do, man. We, we find out something and we hold on to it. Like it's a, it's, 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 it's like it's lotto numbers. Like, you know, I know how to do this great thing and I'm not going to show anybody because this great thing is just to better me. And I think it's a load of crap. I think it's a load of crap. I think once you figure out something, you should share it with the world because like I said, we're not perfect. And if you know how to better somebody, maybe they know how to better you. You know, if you, you know how to, you know, something that they need to do with physical fitness, maybe they know, know something that could, they could do that could better your credit, you know, or, or they, they know something about real estate or they know something about your, your, your skin or your hair or wh- whatever it is. But if we just commune as a community and, and really come together and say, okay, what you got, what you got, or oh, you don't have nothing. You got to get something. And when you get it, you got to pass it to the next person. I think in a generation, we'll be, we'll be uh, the kings we need to be, man. But um, fortunately, everybody doesn't think like that. But, you know, working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you right. Now, yeah. let me ask this. What do you wish, what advice do you wish somebody would have shared with you at 18? Um, I wish somebody would have told me not everybody has the heart that I have. Not everybody, not everybody's um, intentions are pure. Not everybody says what they mean. Because at 18 years old, I was a very, um, I was very naive and ignorant to the fact that people will take advantage of you. People will smile in your face and lie in your face. And they will not have your best interests at heart, even when you have their best interests at heart. And you mean no malice. And I learned that the hard way. And, um certain heartaches that I went through, maybe I wouldn't have gone through, but then maybe that, maybe that wouldn't have made me the person who I am. But, you know, I wish somebody would have at least said it. So maybe mm-hmm. even if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened, I would have had an outlet that I would, yo, that person was right. That person, I, I, I get it because uh, I, I, I don't know how to be selfish. You know, I don't, I, I, it's very hard for me to see somebody that, that I can help. And like even a DJ where a DJ could play a song and I got to play after him or, you know, people compare me to this dude. And I'm like, yo, if he did this or said this right now, it would be crazy. It's hard for me not to say, yo, you know, you should do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just the way I am. But the, um, the universe has blessed me with so many things, especially now in this pandemic, um, world we're living in, um, it's, I, I just realized I, I, I've done everything I'm supposed to do and I should just keep doing it exactly the way I'm doing it, you know? So that's, that's one thing though. That's, 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 that's what's up. Now, let me shift gears uh, okay. a little bit. You've done a whole lot. You've been all over the world. Mm-hmm. Name something that's still on your bucket list. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, Probably to go to Africa. Probably, probably to go to Africa. Um, I would say skydiving, but I'd be lying. I don't think my heart could take that. <laughs> I'd be lying. I, 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 I'd be lying. Oh, oh, bucket list mm-hmm. to do a back to do a backflip, to do a backflip and okay. land on my foot, to do a backflip and land on my foot, my feet. Um, to do a five forty. Um, that's that's a that's a kick. Five forty. <laughs> um those are those are physical things that um you know that i i, I want to do probably dunk a basketball too i've never dunked a basketball I, I i really suck at basketball i'm a really good dj but i really suck at basketball thank you mom <laughs> um mm, um i don't know i've done a lot um you know just just be able to see my daughter's you know, grow up and uh, become young, young women. Right. That's, 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 that's probably it right there. I hear that, man. That's yeah. a good enough list for me. That does count. Yeah. 
So, Kevin, listen, I wrote this book called Be More Today. Uh, it's okay. called The Portly Guide to a Better Version of You. And in the book, we talk about these steps to greatness. That's what I call them. They're basically okay. things that you, I, I encourage you to start doing, uh, stop doing, or to have like goals for your life for the year. Now, everybody on the show has been telling us about their goals, what they want to start doing and stop doing. What's mm. one thing you want to start doing or that you had already started doing for 2020? Well, it's funny. I wanted to do... I wanted to focus more on my YouTube. I wanted to get back doing radio. Um, I had a, I had a whole list. Um, my fourth degree black belt was definitely on the uh, list. Um, you know, fully recovering from my knee surgery was definitely on the list. And um, probably pay my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. But. Um, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, and yeah, I think, I think those are, those are the things I, I think I've, I've gotten to do a lot of things. Um, I've used, I've definitely used the time. Well, the inside time, I've definitely used it. Well, um, yeah. What's one thing yeah. you want to stop doing this year? Uh, I just want to stop being around negativity. I don't want to dwell in negativity. I don't want to be around negativity. I don't want to be around negative people. Um, you know, negativity, even people who are negative to you and people you hold grudges, you know, I, 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 I'm somebody that holds grudges. I, I will admit, but when you hold a grudge, it's like a book bag. Remember those book bags we used to have on in uh, junior high school mm-hmm. that, that, you know, those big ones, some of them had the wheels on it. Mm-hmm. It's like those, those book bags, but instead it's like with stones and you carry those stones around with you. And if you can forgive somebody or forget or just let it go, it's like a it's like a weight that's lifted off of your spirit, and you know, as a performer, and uh, as of late, I guess motivational speaker, you know, when you speak and your your heart and your being is in a negative place, it comes out in your performance. It comes out in your delivery. But when you're positive, and you know, I'll give you an example. No matter what you do in this world. If you're extremely good at it, you're going to have somebody who don't like you for it. You're going to have somebody who thinks you're cocky. You're going to have somebody who thinks you're not supposed to be in that spot. You're going to have somebody who wants to question you. You know, look at LeBron, look at Mayweather, look at Kobe, rest in peace. Look at everybody who does things to the best and to the at, at the biggest and highest capacities. There's always people that says, nah, no, not him. Now, you could always dwell on those people or you could say for every one person that doubts me this thousands of people that love me now who are you going to dwell on the one person or the thousands you know and i and i just want to dwell in the thousands i don't want to you know there's 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 people that say a lot of things about me but um a lot of people that have never really uh gotten a chance to really know me and you know when they speak to me they're like you're you're just you're just a dj i'm a human being and i've had experiences you know i'm 40 years old and i've, I've been through a lot so, um, you know, I got something to say. And when they, um, you know, when they, when they hear what I got to say, they're like, yo, you're pretty all right, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's always good. It's always good to um, just, just always dwell in the positive and just understand there's always this, this is a yin and yang. There's always negativity. Always. Don't dwell in it. Yeah. And and lastly, one one goal that you either had for twenty twenty or still have for twenty twenty. Um, my new goal, my new goal, um, twenty twenty is just to be just to be healthy. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just stay healthy, stay healthy, and just protect the ones around me. That's that's really, you know, everything else is um is not that important you know you know family is important you know telling people how you feel is important you know um living in the moment is important too don't miss your moment is important but i don't think i do i don't think i do i think i i, I recognize moments for what they are and i, and I go out and get them so uh you know i just 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 being healthy and uh you know getting the right information and uh just just trying to educate myself and uh you just be more you know, better than i was yesterday that's that's pretty much it uh 
I got, I got a pretty clear mind as of late on, you know, the things I'm supposed to do. Inside time, man, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. I think I've, uh, I think I've, you know, got the co- the cobwebs out, you know, and, and uh, you know, I have a laser point focus on what I need to do, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I really, I, I like your perspective on, on a lot of different things. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom in there. Um, Be More Today is actually doing, we're, we're doing this project, Words for Life, which is okay. just, um, it's, it's a lot of excerpts, but of wisdom laced information. And I wanted to ask, do you have any final tips or final advice um, for the audience, you know, well, in general or either, either DJs coming up? Well, um, well, um, just in, in general, just, um, you know, I have, I have my, my principles I live by, you know, if you're not evolving, you're dissolving. If you're not evolving, you're dissolving. I don't care if you're the best. LeBron goes to the gym, right? If you're not evolving, you're dissolving. If you feel like you're the best, you're that, that is the, the, the first day you feel that you are the best and you don't need to practice anymore. That is your day when you begin to die. You know what I mean? And the de- that, that death could be a slow death. It could be a quick death. But that's when you start looking down on everybody. And you should always be looking up. You always try to improve. Um, the next thing I, I, I live by, principle I live by, I don't, I don't stress what I can't control. I can't control people. But I can control myself. So I, I, when that, when, with that being said, you don't stress what people say. You don't stress what people do. You just control how you deal with it. And when you, when I say that to myself, you know, and even sometimes and I have a, I have a temper. I'm not, you know, I'm not like a Zen ninja guy. You know what I'm saying? I get a temper. Sometimes I lose it. Sometimes I want to pull my hair out, but then you take a breath and say, you can't stress what you can't control. And you can't control people. And that, that helps you with 90% of what you got to do. And, um, as far as DJs or just art, artistic people in general, you know, you got, um, practice, um, research and make sure don't be afraid to make a mistake. You know, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to make a mistake because the mistake I make may not be the mistake you make, but you will make a mistake and don't be afraid. Just learn from it and, uh, don't do it again. And, uh, you know, you, you will be, uh, that much better. And, you know, I've made so many mistakes. I think I'm pretty damn good now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Kevin, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. You have thank you, man. episode 10. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for We're going to keep following you and your journey and your shows and uh, your weekly shows as well. We're going to keep hosting and, and broadcasting your stuff on our sites. And um, folks, for more booking inquiries or inquiries to learn more about Kevin Crown, including assessing mixtapes, uh, high quality yes. photos, and or videos for his performance. Please visit www.kevincrownmusic.com or call yes. 404-457-3589. You can also contact no, you, you, you know that 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 is old. Everything oh. everything is just going to the website. We just we just revamped the website. Okay. Today. Um I actually got the invoice from the web designer while we was on the call, so I gotta pay him. You know, but um www.kevincrownmusic.com one-stop shop you get all the photos you get you my bio you know you get uh the press kit you can even see the show my soundcloud mixes are there everything is there kevincrownmusic.com it's up and running boom and that's for facebook twitter and instagram too everything kevin crown music is everything I, somebody from a record label told me that i should be consistent in all my social media and I, a long time ago i said i'm gonna just call everything kevin crown music so yeah that's another that's another tip you know you guys don't want to have different hand, different names on different things. Whatever your name is, it should be consistent on all social media. That's mm-hmm. very, um, that when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, they're Googling you, they don't want to know on, on Twitter, you're Mr. Nasty 78 and on Instagram, you're, you're, you know, junk in the trunk, you know, 34. It should all be consistent throughout, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Words to live by, folks. We really appreciate all that, Kevin. Really, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I appreciate I, it. Thank I, you, man. You inspired us. We really appreciate all your work. Just keep doing it. And like you said, if you're not evolving, you are dissolving. We really appreciate yes. that word. 
Thank you. As always, our Thank quotation you. to end this show is the same one we started off with. Crisis doesn't create character. It reveals it. Dennis Leary. Yeah. So continue to go out there, support uh, everyone. And like he said, you know, if you learn something, you got to share it. We grow together. We strive together, especially in our communities that we don't have all these resources. Let's continue to come together and lift each other up, not bring each other yes. down. As yeah. always, follow us on our Be More Today Facebook and Instagram pages and our website, bemoretoday.com. For any music, book, and podcast information, you can also subscribe to our Be More Today page on YouTube. And the Be More Today show is on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and CastBox. We now have a contribution page. So if you like what you hear and you want to help us continue to do these great shows, uh, please visit the page and you can give a dollar, you can give $5, you can give $10, or whatever you want to give. We appreciate any contribution to keep this thing going. Send us your thoughts to Be More Today. That's be more today at gmail.com or to any of our social media platforms. And Terrence, great show tonight. As always, yes, yeah. have a good night. Have a good Thank day. You. Have a great life. And continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. We'll see you next week. Peace. I'm gonna be a better version of me